Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampian. And my guest today is a brand builder, entrepreneur, a great guy overall. His brand is called Creative Culture Lifestyle. Mr. Brian Henderson, thank you for joining me. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, thanks for having me. You know, it's um, really, really a good time to, you know, come on and talk about the business. Creative Culture Lifestyle will be turning three years old August 1st. So um, I'm excited. Um, I love doing things like this because it just allows me to give more people insight and just to share my story and let somebody else know that, you know, they can do what I did. Well, first of all, congratulations on creating the brand. Thank and you. How would you, if someone was to ask you what is creative culture, how would you describe it? So creative culture lifestyle, um, pretty much when I, when I was trying to figure out what am I going to name this company, um, as what some people may not know, it's a beard company. Um, my, my, my product line is based on beards and men's grooming. And, you know, initially coming out the gate, I only had the beard butter. That was my main product. And I was like, okay, well, should I call it like, you know, Baltimore Beard Company or Beard you know, beard company, beard, whatever, you know, just coming up with all these, throwing all these names out there. And then I was like, well, I want it to be bigger than that. And I was like, well, you know, when I sit back and I think about like the beard lifestyle, it encompasses so much. So I took the word lifestyle and just put that down. And then I was like, you know, one of the things about uh, being in business and having a product line is like, you always want to be like, like creative. And so I was like, okay, I got creative and I got lifestyle. And I was just like, okay, um, you know, what's one word that just really pops? So I started like looking at different things and the word culture just popped out to me. And when I put it all together, it was more about creating a culture. Um, and that's what kind of the beard lifestyle is. It created a culture in corporate America all over that, you know, it's not how if you're clean shaven, you're a certain way. So the beard lifestyle encompasses everything, tattoos, um, you know, cutting edge, you know, it just kind of gives a different look. And for years, as African-American males, we've always worn a beard, always had facial hair, but it was always frowned upon in corporate America. Having been in corporate America, you know, about 14 years before I started my brand, you know, it was always kind of like, I could never really grow it all the way out. Now, you know, you could walk into work with a big old beard because Tommy or, you know, Charles that works there, they're doing it. They got tattoos up their arm. They got a sleeve. So it's made it like, okay. So the creative culture lifestyle is just a lifestyle that's encompassed by the whole beard lifestyle. Everything goes along with it. If we talk on luxury cars, beautiful homes, um, everything is all falls under that creative culture lifestyle. It's the uh, beaded bracelets. It's the, the slicks, snapbacks. It's the dad caps. It's whatever's trendy. All of that's part of the creative culture lifestyle. Uh, you've done a you've done an amazing job, man. I, I remember when you first started out the beard butters. I do remember that, and then to see what you've grown it into the shirts, the hats, man. I I give you much respect, and I commend you for what you've done for your brand. It's truly on the rise. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Now, having a brand, you also have a nine to five. How do you balance? Because I know you have to give your brand the proper amount of time to help, to help it grow but you also have a nine to five to maintain. So how do you do the balance in that? 
Um, the good thing about um, the good thing about being an entrepreneur, and the biggest misperception is that, you know, you're going to be this entrepreneur and you're not you're not going to work. Um, me being in sales, I've always had an opportunity where I don't really work a traditional nine to five, so my day could start at ten and be over at two thirty, or it could start at seven a.m. and be over at six thirty p.m. But having an online business and the way that the platforms are set up now. You can do everything from your smartphone. So I can do uh, things from my smartphone, things from my iPad. Um, I can, you know, I can check um, orders and everything right away in real time, right from my, my phone. So if you were to order something today, I can actually look and see what that item is. In my mind, I'm already visualizing like when I'm going to ship that out, um, when I'm going to print the label. I could come in, walk in the house, eat a sandwich and print labels right from my phone. So the type of technology that we have right now just allows you to be able to maximize that type of time. And then, you know, you dedicate a certain amount of time to social media and being available. Um, all of these things help, like not having a traditional behind the desk job. So you're not supposed to be driving and texting and all of that. But I mean, I'm moving a mile a minute. You know, when I get a chance to sit down, a lot of times, like my biggest complaint is, you know, you got your phone out or, you know, things like that. So it's definitely a situation where sometimes you got to stop and be like, okay, I got to disconnect because it, it can be a bit much and you got to sometimes know when to put it down, but it's a blessing to be able to use all these different uh, apps and different ways to be able to communicate. And when you look up, you know, the work is done. I mean, you know, most of the promotion is done through Instagram, Facebook, running ads on, you know, social platforms like that. Um, and then you have people always working for you, um, you know, customers like yourself. You bought a shirt, you know, the first thing you did was posted it with, you know, unsolicited. So you get unsolicited, you know, promotion and feedback that ultimately, you know, helps drive the business. And that, that takes away from promotion that you have to do. I will say, um, one of the reasons that I enjoy doing business with you because you are extremely professional. I know a lot of people say, you know, um, you know, I, I do things in a timely manner, but I can firsthand say, like when I made my order, the shirt, like I've actually I've made a couple orders. I bought the bed butter. Um, you personally delivered that to me because of the weather and you told me, you know, you wanted to make sure. Now I know you wouldn't <laughs> I know you wouldn't continue to do this, but that was just a a big favor you did because we so happened to be in the area and rather than take a chance, you just went ahead and delivered it to me. So you, you've always shown yourself to be very professional. So it was, it's easy to get behind people that's professional because, you know, you want to be able to stand by somebody at work. So I have no issues posting the shirt when I know, okay, Brian looking at his emails, he's checking his stuff. So when that order get placed, you know, it's it's gonna be there and you can you can trust it. So it's easy to stand by you because I know what kind of professional you are. Yeah, I appreciate that, man, because that's one of the things I definitely pride myself on. Um I tell people all the time, like starting a business is not about like coming up with this whole new concept of something. It's about you seeing somebody doing something and feeling like you can do it equally or better. So for me, yeah, there was other beer companies out there. Most of the companies I've seen when I started were mostly uh, targeted towards uh, white males, 
So it was a lot of companies that had beard balm. Um, they had more beard oils and things like that. So for me, when I seen the whole shea butter lane wide open, I was like, okay, this is an opportunity for me. And like you said, in the beginning, you know, I was like, okay, I can't wait to launch this thing. I'm excited. August 1st, I'm going to ship everything out. Um, right before that, I had a few uh, VIP customers that I really wanted to get the product to before I even launched anything. And when they received it, they was like, yo, everything melted. And I was like, huh? And I was like, oh, snap. Like, I didn't even really consider that we in the dog days of summer right now, you know? Like, so that that kind of threw me for a loop, but that's business. And it's one of those things where you got to say to yourself, like, well, what am I going to do to adapt or adjust and make things pop? So I didn't ship my first order until October the 1st. And that was after like two months of being in business. Um, the good thing was starting out, you know, it was rather slow. So people was understanding when I said, hey, I'm going to you know, deliver this on Saturday. And I remember like literally driving around for like six hours on a Saturday from Columbia to you know, East Point to Hartford County, meeting people to give them a $10 beer butter. And for me, it was just about customer service. Like, okay, if I don't really make any money off of this or whatever I made off of this, it was just more about like making people feel like you value their purchase. So that's, that's, all, that's what it's always been for me. I always appreciate it because one, I don't order a whole lot of stuff online and when I do see a product that I don't know the person and I don't know the brand and I order it, I, I'm taking that risk. So I feel like a lot of my customers who don't know me, they're taking that risk as well. I want to make them feel secure about their purchase and make sure that they come back. It's about, you know, not having somebody support you one time, you know, that's not support. You know, one purchase is like, okay, yeah, that's a sample. When somebody buys from you repeatedly, that's support, and that's the difference. So that's, that's a great, um, that's a great statement. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, and you I'm, can't make you can't make it off of you can't make it off of one time, one shot, one shot tries. I mean, it's nice when you get the sample and you get people who try you once. But when I sell, you know, fifty kits for Father's Day and fifty kits for Valentine's Day, and none of those people come back. I'm asking myself, like, well, what was it that did not allow me to retain these customers? So sometimes it's just simply that they don't know where to order from again because they might have got it as a gift, stuff like that. But the whole goal was to just build slowly, build repeat business, repeat customers. And and we've been able to do that over the three years. But, um, you know, that's that's the goal. It's never just to, you know, get somebody's money one time and then they're gone. That's how businesses fail. Yeah, I, I will say you've done an excellent job of, I would say, brand building. Because like you said, you're not looking for the one-time deal. You're looking to establish what I consider like a relationship with the customers. And you've done a great job with that. So I commend you on Yeah. And, and I mean, I I, had, I appreciate that. Um, thanks again. Um, I had a meeting yesterday um, with another entrepreneur. And I mean, a really dope product. And um you know, once we started talking and we started talking about building a brand and, you know, I said, let me see your social media. And when I looked at his social media, I mean, he had little to no followers. And he was just saying to me, like, how did I build up my following? And what I was trying to explain to him was before I even started, I had two to three thousand followers on my personal page. 
I was already active and had an audience on Facebook. So if I did something, you know, posted something, people were going to chime in, comment, laugh out loud. Oh, you know, Brian about to go live. What is he going to say today? So when I started to put that out there, like, okay, you know, something new was coming. People was like, oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? And then it was like, it wasn't hard to get people to follow me. And then it wasn't hard to get people out to come and support an event that I was having. So that's the difference. Like, this is my home. I've spent my life here. And what most people don't realize is your brand is synonymous with your name. Your brand, you are your brand. You've built this brand long before you started anything. Long before you started your podcast, as conversations with Lamp, you was James Lampkin for years, and people who did not know you were ever going to do a podcast made an opinion about you. So before they ever even heard any of your content, whether they liked you or not, that determined whether they were going to listen. So your likability, the the people that you have done wrong, the people you've done right by, all of that stuff plays a part. So if you were shysty and tomorrow you open up a business, you can't think people are just going to walk in because you got a great product. It's about the life you've lived up until this point because that's the only credit that you have. You know, your credit is based on, you know, how how you've done people and how you've lived. Yeah, you you sound like a... I could, you sound like you've done a lot of study and a lot of research. Um, is this like, I, I know a bit about your background. You went to, um, I know a college in Maryland, I'm sorry, it's, it's escaped me. I want to say, is it um, Morgan or Copper? Yeah, I went, to Morgan. I went to Morgan State. Okay, did, so, you, did you study business? Because it sounds like you, you have a plan, like you, you've mastered how to build, which is very important. So I studied business. Um, I interned um, for a number of different companies. I worked for some top companies. I mean, even just looking back to experiences like uh, selling credit cards in college on the phone with NBNA, America Bank, like certain things that we had to say, um, looking back, like being at Target, you know, not calling people customers, calling them guests, um, seeing a way that they, you know, marketed their store, the way that they had the products, the way that they, you know, expected things to be. It's little things like that that you ultimately take away. And then when I was 22, my first job out of college was with Pfizer selling pharmaceuticals. So I've been in the pharmaceutical industry for 17 years working with doctors. So a lot of times my professionalism has come from the fact that, you know, I'm sitting across from a doctor who, you know, studied all of these years and I have this one product that I'm a master of and having the confidence and the ability to sell that product to him, but also being comfortable knowing that I might know more than him about this product. So he's counting on me to educate him with that professionalism you know, you, you realize that you're not wasting somebody else's time and you only get, you know, a certain amount of times before that person is going to, you know, not really buy what you're selling. And then a lot of that is relationship building. Like, people buy from people they like. So there's different books, you know, you read over the years, different things that you've studied, but the majority of the time, it just comes from just keeping your eyes and ears open and really, like, I'm a, I, I know how it feels to walk into a business and not feel appreciated. So some stuff just comes from you just having bad experiences and you know what good looks like. And if you know what good looks like, you want to give it. 
You know, for some people, they don't know how to do that. But when every time I go to Chick-fil-A, I just love when they say it's my pleasure. It's something that small that makes you feel like I'm going to spend my dollars here. And you try to take those things and implement it into your own business. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a great strategy. Um, we've talked about you building. Again, you've done a great job. It's just you've been going at it for three years. So now that you're on year three, what are your big goals for creative culture lifestyle? I think this year I want to branch into more lifestyle stuff. So um, that being like some sweatsuits, um, some some different type of clothing, maybe like some sweaters. Um, depending on what's hot at the time, like if I can get my hands on certain things, like the good thing about having a lifestyle brand is you're always going to have your core product. So I'm going to always make sure that my focus is on the beer butter, the beer oil, the shampoo, the soap, and the combs and brushes. That's always going to be priority number one. But, you know, and the weather changes and things like this, you know, you like to take advantage of the seasons. And people, you know, who are supporting your brand, you know, there's an opportunity to expand. So you don't want to lose focus on those core products, but you also want people to give people some new flavor. So if I can drop a nice sweatsuit um, that people can, you know, wear, and that's going to create more publicity for the brand, um, you know, I want to do that. Um, I want to <clears throat> maybe add some uh, different products that can add to male grooming in a different type of way. Um, I got some products that's been kind of in the back burner for a while that depending upon, you know, how things are going, might drop them. But at this point, you know, it's just cruise control, you know, continuing to build, continue to foster good relationships and, um, you know, allowing this business opportunity to open doors for other future entrepreneurial opportunities. So it's people that I've met, things that I've, you know, set back and done, um, you know, my investment group have a um, table and chair rental business, essential elements, um, table, essential elements rentals. Um, so we rent tables and chairs, um, got into real estate with my investment group, um, got into the liquor business. Um, friends of mine just dropped their whiskey, black owned whiskey company, Rams and Parrots. Shout out to them um, last Friday. So things like that, um, being able to diversify and also like prepare myself for other business opportunities coming up. But um, to us, creative culture, just just keep adding to the brand, keep coming up with fresh new products and stuff that's just cool. Like I always want to do apparel and clothing and hats and things that I will wear. I like to think of myself as a really cool guy. So when it comes to fashion, <laughs> when it comes to fashion and dressing and things like that, like I'm not like far out on the spectrum to where like I'm just like this, you know, fashion forward guy. But I keep it simple. But I know people like simple so if i do a sweatsuit i'm not trying to plaster the name of my clothing company all over it where i see a lot of brands want everybody to know like you know it's this new brand out and it's called jojo smooth and it's gonna be right across the chest like more, i'm more subtle with it like might hit them with a sweater and just have like a small logo you know on the wrist you know very unnoticeable like a champion sweatshirt or something like that or you know hit them with a logo on the, on the sweatsuit pants, like up in the top corner, but not really to the point where as soon as you walk out your door, it's like, boom, you know, I'm wearing creative culture. So stuff like that, just creating good, putting out good stuff, good quality, you know, apparel and, you know, stuff for a good price. 
so looking back again, it's been three years, and August first is your your um three year anniversary. What would you say your biggest accomplishment, a biggest accomplishment is to this date? Just staying open, man. Like people don't realize like how many businesses fold up. The average business don't make it after a year. So I see people, especially on internet businesses, you know, as products that I've bought, as products that I've loved or liked, and you go back to the page and it's gone. Or you you haven't seen a post in six months and you send a DM and nobody answers. When you read in the comment section that they haven't, you know, paid out or sent out, shipped out orders from six months ago, they took everybody money. So it's things like that that just keep me going. Like, um, you know, I've dealt with times when it was slow. I dealt with times when it was just like extremely like, you know, popping, just like crazy numbers. But, you know, the whole thing is, you know, just keep going. Like, and that's, that's the whole, that's the whole premise behind everything that has, you know, given me that drive is just to keep going. Like I, I have people ask me, when they see me out, like, hey, you still doing that business? Like, yeah, I'm still doing that business. Like, kind of question is that? But I guess for so many people, they just assume at some point you're going to fail. And it's like that whole Jay-Z line, like, is he going to ever fall off? No. <laughs> like, you want to you wanna just keep going. Like, you just really want to keep going. And that's the, whole, that's the whole thing. Like, no matter what, you know, I, I'd rather keep going until one day I could sell a business or you know, pass it on to somebody else. As a man, I definitely want to congratulate you again. I'm on the outside looking in, but I can truly say, you know, I'm happy to see what you're doing. I just remember the launch August 1st in 2016. And to see what you've grown it into today is very commendable. Again, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. Definitely. Um, thanks for the support. Thanks for, you know, all the well wishes. Like people just don't realize how far they go. So I definitely appreciate it. Um, before we close out, I definitely want to give you the opportunity to tell the people who listen to how to follow you and you know how to support your brand. So um, you can follow me on Instagram at Creative Culture Lifestyle. Um, spelled out just it just the way it is. It's no eights or no Ks or anything like that. Just Creative Culture Lifestyle. Um, the website is creativeculturelifestyle.com. We're Creative Culture Lifestyle on Facebook. Uh, just very simple. Um, try to keep everything the same way. No no change-ups, no nothing. Creativeculturelifestyle at gmail.com is the email. You can find that on the social media platform as well. Um, phone number is listed. If I have any questions, if I need to get in contact with someone, we're here. Um, and, it's, it's, you know, I'm open to always speaking to my customers, you know, answering their questions about beards or how, you know, they can grow a better beard, um, what the product does to help their beard. Um, you know, the biggest question is, is it going to make my beard grow? Trust me, if I had the serum or the, uh, or the formula to be able to make beards grow, I would not be talking to James, James Lankman right now. I'd probably be somewhere. <laughs> uh, I would probably be somewhere so far out of reach that, you know, you'd be like, yo, you know, get your cousin on the phone. Like, I can't even get in touch with him because he's just like gone. He's just living a different life right now. But so what you're saying yeah. is, what you're saying is, your product doesn't make the big connect, but it'll smell good. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it makes it smell good. It, it gives it ingredients to help it. You know, it does help with growth in a in a small sense, but not to the point where it's going to allow your beard to grow inches and fill in spots. If you've never had follicles or you've never had any hair there, you, you know, you're asking for a lot. But if you if you have hair and you're using a product with the all-natural ingredients that promote growth and promote strengthening your hair, then, yeah, you're going to see a more fuller beard. You might see a better texture with your beard hair. So these are all like claims that just can't be, you know, substantiated. And I can't just say, oh, yeah, this is definitely going to happen. But per- personally, I've seen my beard, you know, grow in thicker and more full in certain spots because of using a product every day. If you use nothing, it's like, you know, leaving a plant dry. It's your hair. You know, your hair is going to break off. Your hair is going to become brittle especially if you're combing and brushing a dry beard, you need something there to help moisturize and allow your beard to soften and, um, you know, be groomed. Our hair is different. So all of our hair is different. So while it's damp, applying the product to it will definitely give you um, a softer beard and definitely make you more appealing to your lady, uh, make you smell good and make you look good. If you look good and you feel good, Smell good, you do good. <laughs> well, definitely. And before I before I close out, he's giving his information. My IG information is you can follow me at Conversations with Lamp on IG, and I also have a Facebook page, Conversations as Lamp. Conversations with Lamp as well. Um, I want to thank again. I want to thank Brian again for taking this time because I know he just busy man he's brand building and for him to take this time to sit with me i truly appreciate it and i want to thank everyone for listening and everyone have a great day thank you